0: Hello and welcome to The Property Management Show. I'm your host, Alex Osanenko. My day job is a CEO of Four and Half, a marketing company that works exclusively with fee-based property management companies. I spent the last seven years of my life helping property management companies become more successful by improving sales, marketing, and operational efficiency. On this show, we'll deconstruct success into its key components and invite subject matter experts to help you improve every facet of your business Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I have a very, very special guest. I was going to introduce him as the business development manager expert. In other words, um... a a person who is responsible for training business development folks for property management companies in Australia. Now, I initially wanted to say Australia, but now I'm thinking about there's not one uh, analog to this gentleman in state, uh, in the United States, and in fact, no other country except where he is, which is Australia. So I'm very excited to introduce Dennis Youssef. Dennis, how are you?
1: Yeah, very good, thanks. Uh, Alex, thanks for having me on board hey man it's a big it's a, it's a pleasure
0: and I'm looking forward to exploring this topic and this is one of the questions then I get a lot and the question is this when am I ready to hire a business development person or salesperson to sell my property management services 200 units 120 units 800 units what what is the answer do you usually give
1: uh, well how serious are you about your growth I mean you can have a business development manager with no managements You know, I'm dealing with an office at the moment. They're um, starting from, uh, they're working from Bali to grow a rent roll in Australia, would you believe? Mm -hmm. So uh, they're gonna be working remotely on his own and he's gonna hire a BDM in Brisbane to grow the rent roll and he has got zero managements. So uh, these guys, um, you know, they've got a little bit of financial backing, so there's no number of managements, really, it's just, Uh, interesting to see what your, you know, your goal is as well. Um, You know, I've got principals that I've started training from six managements and they were the BDMs. Um, Mm. So in themselves, you know, they're they're doing it all until they got to, our goal was to get them to 38 to 40 managements and then they employed a PM staff. Uh, But, you know, it's one of those questions that's really hard to answer because there's so many different variables to consider. So, so you, uh, how you, many can a person manage, you know, a property manager manage, you know, well, it depends on how much they've got, um, how much backing and assistance they've got within your department. Right, and technology. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's no real number to put on it, but, you know, but uh, it, personally, my attitude is about, you know, if you're serious about growth and you're looking to put on a property uh, a BDM, then you need to be Yeah. to be prepared for that so uh, that's
0: one of the ways that the services you know or any kind of business will grow and a salesperson, in my opinion and in my practice is an asset to the team right they bring a lot more than they consume right but so what would be that trigger so so again i just want to dig in a little deeper here and and understand maybe um kind of a a quick answer for people who are considering hiring a bdm what would be the number of units that they need to bring online, let's call it an average management fee of $120 a month. What would be the number of um, managements they need to bring online every month to warrant their
1: existence? Sure, so this comes back to you know, the average income that each unit is bringing your office. So if you've got a, a company that's only averaging $1,500 a year as an income, then you'd be wanting to get a minimum 10 to cover their wage. But again, it's, it's what your overheads are, what you can afford, um, you know, to employ. You know, some people are employing a minimum wage and giving a higher bonus as well. So they're happy to wear the costs for 12 months. Um, it's a tricky one. So some people, if they're getting six a month, they're happy. And then I've got an office that I'm just about to train in on the Gold Coast. They're already listing 28 a month, Alex, and they've employed me just to push them to 30. Really nice,
0: so Dennis, you had an interesting career path to get to where you are, I'd love to get you to talk a little bit about your experience because you were the BDM and you were the top, what, in a nation or something like that, can you talk about that a little bit and and, and kind of talk through your experience there?
1: Sure, so um, I'll go back to the, the, I'll strip it back a little bit for you Alex, is I was actually, I had no educational experience, I had no training in sales. My background is hospitality, so I worked in restaurants, and for a few years, and then I moved into uh, fruit and vegetables. So I was a fruit vendor. I don't know if in America you guys have shops that only sell fruit and veggies, we grocery do. shops that. Yep. So I used to run grocery shops, and uh, my wife and I were actually going to travel to America for two years with our two children. And we fell pregnant with our third child, so we didn't end up traveling and that's how I fell into real estate. So from fruit and veggies to real estate. So I was the leasing agent and then I became the BDM after nine months. So my job was just to solely list management and grow the business. So in, in essence, I took on the attitude of... Um, doing it like fruit and veggies so that was the only thing I knew was how I got new clients for fruit and veggies that's what I was gonna do for real estate so um I listed just over 60 management in my first year now when you say um,
0: listed let me just convert to United States terms right you basically sold 60 management contracts
1: yes gotcha. yes so we call it listing you guys call it you you um, get a door is that right? That sounds about right. The yeah. door management contract, right. It could be it could a yeah. few doors with one contract, but yeah. Yeah, so, well, I got, uh, I think it was 67 individual doors um, that then was converted to our office to manage the, um, to manage, you know, right. full time. So not lease only or a let only. I'm not sure what you'd call it in America. That, that's right, you, yeah. you know, it was pure securing the management uh, or securing the door. Um, then... Look, I, I learned a lot off my mistakes. My training was, you know, go in the door and get the listing. I didn't know how to sell the services of our property management department to win the business. Reduce the fees. Happy to admit I reduced the fees because I didn't know what I was doing. So then my second year, um, I then listed 191. 191. Yeah, yeah. That's I my mistakes. <laughs> so 191 was my second year. I, I um. Look, I'm from a small country town, Um, 23,000 people lived in the town at the time, Um, and then my biggest opposition was my brother was in real estate, my uncle, my dad, my mum worked in real estate, so it was really hard to convince people to use them. Uh, I then listed 237 in my next year, Mm -hmm. so my goal was to continue to beat what I did the year before. So I had like a whiteboard behind me with all my numbers and I was always aiming to beat them. Then I listed 317 the year after that, um, and I was averaging 34 and a half management, uh, 34 and a half doors a month. Wow! I was tired. Wow! And you worked for your co- you, you worked
0: for another company. Is that? Is that? I mean. Well,
1: yeah, I made my bosses very rich.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like a thousand units over three years or so, four years.
1: Uh, yeah, it was 926 units, should right. we say, in a, um, exactly four years I did that. So um, 48 months of being a BDM. And um, 88% of those were at full fee. I've, I kept all my stats because I had the KPIs in place. And those KPIs is the same KPIs that I keep people that I train on because it worked for me. so we're talking
0: key performance indicators here just just kind of yeah yeah
1: that's right so we've got certain targets that they've got to reach we've got certain tasks that i expect them to do follow-ups etc and you know implementing a contact management system so you guys have got a great contact management system um you know in america with lead simple Um, yeah Mm -hmm. yep lead simple is fantastic i would have loved to have lead simple when um, I was a BDM. We didn't have the technology like there is today for lead generating, you know? And what you guys have got over there is phenomenal. It's really good to work with.
0: Yeah, the tech really stepped up. Now we just gotta have to make sure the right people are on the bus. So let me then spin this out a little bit and say, okay, how do, you know, how do people find guys like you? I mean how do i find as a property manager how do i find you know dennis who's gonna go in and have a very unsuccessful year of 67 properties unsuccessful i'm I'm quotations because that's still a a good target for a lot of people and then go up to 317 you know and and make a good living doing it how do you find people like you
1: well um i suppose i was lucky to be one of those freaks and i'm fortunate enough to be training a couple of those freaks as well you know um they're they're not they're not easy to come by but The biggest mistake people make, Alex, is they employ a property manager to be the BDM. But it's a complete different mindset. They're two different positions. They're two different roles. You can't, I'm not saying that a a property manager can't go out and list properties because they've been doing it that way for years. But if you want to be serious and successful about listing um, a lot of doors and securing management, you need to employ a, a sales mindset person. One way of putting it is you've got uh, like a car yard, you call them car yards in, in America, and you've got your mechanics and you've got your salespeople in the suits. The salespeople's job is to convert those people walking onto the yard to sell a car, to sell a vehicle. And then you've got your mechanics that look after the vehicle once it's purchased. So it's two different mindset. The salesperson, he's going to be no good at being a mechanic. You, know, you can throw a set of overalls onto him, but he's not going to be able to look after the car like a mechanic. And the mechanic, you can throw a suit on them, and I'm sure they're capable of you know, talking about the car and, and being able to sell it, but they're not going to have the same negotiating skills as what a, a specified salesperson is. Right. So a BDM is the salesperson of property management. So within
0: that, within that sticking with the BDM's role, now how would you – like what are the major – um, let's say tasks or areas of responsibility for BDM coach. They don't manage properties. Clear enough. What do they do? Into inbound versus outbound leads versus day-to-day activities. How would you break that up?
1: Yeah, well, there's, it's a combination of everything. I like to um, use the analogy of we've got to be like an octopus. So uh, there's there's all these different areas of where a BDM's got to generate leads. So if you've got a sales department in the in the office, then that's one form of getting some leads and and each each lead has got tentacles on it like an octopus right so you, you've got sales bound leads from uh, uh you guys call it a broker a sales broker you know that's selling the houses right so those guys are dealing with investors all the time so you need to create you know relationships with those get sales and network with so them we talk, them we business. call it
0: just to kind of just sorry i don't mean to drop your flow but i wanted to interpret yep. stuff from um to, to kind of United States uh, terminology so you basically you talk about building referral relationship with the real estate sales shops near yes okay perfect yes perfect.
1: exactly yeah so regard, look you know in America you've also got um, sales only offices and you've got property management only offices Incredible. so I was fortunate enough to work um, we had property management and a sales division. So regardless, if you're in an office like that, you still need to go out and network with other salespeople outside of your office because they may not be happy with the performance of what their property management division is doing. So it's always networking and creating referral systems within sales departments. So then here, um, if- just to add a very quick value point here, I, I
0: believe this particular uh this particular tasks or this particular uh um, let's call it revenue stream or, or lead source is exceptional but but you got to lead with value i found a lot of people being very successful then is by education by setting up workshops like a property management how-to workshops or investor you know how-to workshops for different yeah. real estate offices they buy them coffee they buy them donuts they buy them bagels whatever right they come in and they teach them property management workshop for an hour you know, you yep. give something for nothing. You lead with value, and you'll be amazed the kind of return. So that's an awesome. So that, that first avenue is building realtor referrals around town. What's the next kind of a
1: well, lead source? Okay, on that line, Alex, which is a, a perfect example, I love the word educating because your job is to educate people why to use your services. So you you've just explained how you can educate other realtors so they refer business to you. Well, we've also got to think about who – are the investors dealing with before they even think about buying an investment property. You know, they might be using a mortgage broker, Mm. they might have a financial planner, their accountant. There's all of these people that your BDMs need to also set up a referral network with and go and have your morning teas, your afternoon teas, you know, your lunch dates, etc. with all of those guys. So you can set up a referral system. That's catching the leads at the highest point that you can. Because those guys, you know, the the investor, the mum and dad, they haven't even spoken to a real estate office yet. So if you can create a network and get your name branded and have an information night targeting those accountants, um, we have conveyances over here where they use to um, when a, a, a contract is exchanged. So we want those people referring business to you as well. So I used to do a lot of um, network meetings. With anyone that is dealing in the process of real estate. So, over in America, you've got accountants, you've got solicitors that, you know, organize the contracts for the sale. Is that right? Yeah, we'll call them, I think, title companies. Brands. Title companies, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so you need to have the same meetings as what you would another real estate office with those people as well, or have a combined one.
0: So, with this particular lead source, um, it sounds like once you understand and you and I, I uh, you know you and I kind of spoke through it just now so once as a property management business owner, once you understand th- the exact kind of a nature of the relationships need to be built, help to kind of put the right people in front of the, your BDM. And then give them a quota, give them, I'd, I'd say set expectations, of how many meetings, how many lunches they have. And yes. make sure, you know, yes. don't be stingy. Let them, you know, buy a few, you know, few, few little things, you know, within reasonable amount. People, this is the best thing that, that is misunderstood. And some people abuse it. But giving something for nothing is a tremendous way for you to get to, to get to what? The golden rule of reciprocation. People Spot reciprocate. On. Uh, it is is an absolute true, and that's our human nature. And people who are not uh, reciprocating, they're they're actually very small minority. So l- allow them, give them the ability to spend a bit of money and time, time too, right? Uh, answer the questions, teach, educate, and that referral will start. That referral network will start building. So that's awesome. That's one area that they can focus on, set expectations, you know, and 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 make sure uh, the BDM is executing.
1: What's the next one? Well. It costs money to make money. Sure. <laughs> you know, so yes, give your BDMs some, you know, financial freedom in, um, or a budget, is right. what we would call it. Give them a budget of what they're allowed to spend to make money, and if you, you increase the budget and you're finding they're listing more properties, continue to increase that budget. And once you find that stoppage, then stop. So um, the key performance indicators, you, you're talking about, we call them information nights information mm. um, meetings that you would have as part of your networking so the other people that you need to have an information night around is actually inviting the, the investor or the potential investor to an information night so seek the source directly so get them over and who you would get to speak at an information night Alex is the the you know the sales agent you get an accountant to speak at it you get a, a tax man to speak at it. You get various experts in their fields to do with real estate and invite them into speaking at the um, in information night. Now, now I don't need to touch on um, politics at the moment because you guys are going through an election. But if you know someone politically, <laughs> just voted. Yeah, it says just voted sticker, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, of course. Okay. But if you know someone that's um, that's got some political sway, you invite them to speak at your information night because they actually bring an entire new crowd of people to something that's branded to your company. So your company is then looked at as the um, area expert. I was fortunate enough to be um, best friends with the mayor um, in our town at one of the information nights and it was our biggest number pulling thing. And we had him speak on for 15 minutes the um, the future development of our area, which was uh, really good. So um, let I'll move on to another task of um, what I expect to do now. I'm going to so, share this one with you, even so, though you can't do it in America because uh, I find oh, okay. it really strange.
0: I'm interested. I mean, um, we can go, we can adapt and convert. Let's see what you got.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't think you can because of your laws. Um, we actually do what we call letterbox dropping. Letterboxd drop. So that's where if we have just listed a property, um, so we're going to you know, start looking for a tenant, then I used to have flyers, we have just listed a property in your street, do you know anyone looking to move or would you like an updated rental opinion on your investment and I would actually put that in the letterbox. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not allowed to do that
0: no but i actually am working this is interesting you brought this up i'm working with one of our customers on we call it a beta product but essentially we're doing we're doing some other mailers but right now what we're doing is exactly what you said and we, we actually physically we're mailing the postcards with hey we just you know this house up for rent for this much you know just if you know anyone anybody or if you're interested in free rental analysis for your property if you consider renting cool. it out exactly what you just said but you have to pay a little bit of money to the post office other than that it's doable it's just not walkable you can't walk up to people's yeah. homes right yeah
1: so i'm happy to share a template with you on ah um, please the do after we do, yeah. You, yeah you need to have a the, the thing is it's great that you're doing some branding but you've got to have a call to action on right. it but you've got to do it twice alex so when you ah, list twice the that's a good advice
0: that's a good advice i appreciate that
1: yeah and then you've got to also do it once you have secured a tenant okay because What what basically happens is, you know, in Australia, we have a lot of branded vehicles. So, you know, you've got a full lease sign or a a 2 let sign out the front of the property with your branding. You've got the the letterbox drops that goes into the street. You've got your vehicle going backwards and forwards. And then you're doing the letterbox drop again. So it's a concentrated level of branding in that little region for a short period of time. So you were all of a sudden looked at as that market expert in the area. You know, plus now we've got social media that we can jump onto as well and we've got um, a lot more access to um, using social media to really uh, ramp up that, um, that branding. So um, having a call to action on those letterbox drops is really, really important. And the good thing about being able to walk around Alex is if there's a mum pushing a pram, guess what I'm doing? I'm stopping her. saying hi how are you i'm the local um real estate agent you know and i'd give her and i'd hand her the brochure and i would say hello to her so it's creating network that every street has got that one person that's always in the garden and they know the whole area Mm. so i'm sure it doesn't matter what country you're in we've all got that one person in the street that's there watching everything so
0: guys uh dennis let me summarize this because i need to bring the audience into this real quick here and, and have a moment of truth with everyone. Um, I work with a lot of clients. Okay, very few yeah. people are doing this. So what Dennis just discussed, you know, th- kind of three elements or three tasks your business development person should be should be committing their time is building referrals with local realtors, leading them with value, organizing investor meetups or you call them information nights, bringing speakers, getting that stuff, and then finally also doing the uh, you know for listing. Uh, for rent announcement throughout the subdivision and the neighborhood I bet you I bet you you're not doing this right now and, and the reason why your business is not gonna be growing as fast as hustlers like Steve Rosenberg and you know we're gonna talk about Steve a little bit and look I hate to just pounce on, on on Steve all the time but he is an absolute hustler so I guess what I'm what I'm bringing this into is like these are hard things they're not trivial this is not like this is not a podcast that will give you a trick of the trade and say okay well if you press this button 16 times that is lead no that doesn't work that way you can spend money on all property management you can spend money with four and a half and google adwords and all those things but you have to commit to doing these specific sale things four and a half for example we do a lot of conferences. You see us at every NARPM event. You know, Dennis is flying out to speak to PM Growth Summit, which is, by the way, thank you very much. We we'll look forward to you teaching two sessions, thank and maybe course, handling some office hours and do Q and A. So, so the 150 lucky people who get to attend PM Growth Summit, by the way, tickets are still available at Um We'll we'll get to hear Dennis speaking live and ask questions. But these, the the first three things he he covered just now, they're not. Your 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 everyday you know bang on the phones kind of stuff. These are foundational for building the relationships and networking and referral business. We haven't even gotten to the you know to the numbers game yet. So let's go ahead, Dennis. Sorry. I'm sorry for this interruption. I just want to bring my audience, you know, all the, my you know, tribe, you know these these are my people. But I want them to realize that without a professional salesperson, business development person committing to these specific tasks, there's just no way. For a property manager or even a business owner to engage in these things with quality, quality uh, effort. Right? Does no, that makes it, sense? It's
1: exactly right. Yeah. And and th- those um, things that we're just talking about are just a couple of examples of what a BDM can do. You know, um, a, a property manager's job is to look after the management. And, and they, you know, they find it a little bit difficult to want to grow the rent role because it's creating more work for them. You know we've done some studies over here in australia from the initial phone call that comes in when a, a potential owner is thinking about renting their property out there's 17 hours of work until you are actually collecting money for that owner oh, so i could see the 17 hours of work i could
0: see the little bit of hesitation on the side of a property manager to take that phone call You know to do more work yeah they'll get paid more but it's incremental they don't really feel it and those you know and usually what the property manager mindset is not a hunter they're a farmer
1: yes you know they're great at
0: farming but you want to push them into hunting and then you're wondering why your call sales calls are going unanswered and believe me we record hundreds of them we know property managers are just not the right people to handle these sales calls yeah you can patch it if your sales guy is sick but that's it. I, I wouldn't trust the growth of your business to people who actually produce and farm for your business.
1: yeah, spot on. most people that are in um uh, that are uh, in a position of a BDM Alex they're driven by money, you mm. know so to having those incentives to to drive to get more listings you know um, you're talking about uh, earlier you asked me a question about what's that magic number so uh, what we do here and uh, with the people that I'm training is, It's not about just having that one number for them to reach. We have increments, so their bonus will continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger the more they list. So they don't hit their number and then they stop. Oh yeah, I've got my fifteen or ten for the month. I'll just build them up and I'll, I'll, you know, patch them in for next month. We call it sandbagging. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sandbagging. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So and it's a you know most offices that I come to, I find that typical, um, typically happening. So. You know, it's like, you know, um, have, you know, a base bonus for the first five properties, but then the next five, it might be a higher bonus, but they all percentage goes up. You know, some officers pay on a percentage bonus of how much annual income it brings in because they don't want the BDMs to reduce the fees to win the business. So if they reduce the fees, it affects their wage, you know, so there's different ways of um, looking at it. But um, yeah, the mindset's definitely um, money is definitely a good driver. Um, For a BDM to want to list 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 and they're not thinking about the work that it's creating in the office Which can in essence create another problem when you've got one person Bringing all these doors in and then you've got these angry property managers that have got to do all these extra work So there's a there's a balance that needs to be created within the office as well Oh, so
0: this is this is key actually so our you know our director of account management essentially is our property managers right those are the ones who do marketing campaigns and our director of sales who do you know bdm and sales they actually meet I'm, I'm really blessed with the way the way we handle things but these guys meet and talk and we do have falling outs right we do have problems sales people want to push you know sell more and more get they have quotas to hit and the account manager is like whoa 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 man um yeah but then if you don't have sales people if it's all account managers this won't take your calls you want them to grow Not right. good point man good point i think we're like we're this is this is uh this has been super useful so I, I really want maybe get can you give me like maybe one or two more kind of key uh areas or key tasks for bdm so so far we got them busy though the referral networks uh with realtors we're gonna Investor meetups. We're gonna have them doing some mailers, or be responsible for mailing your just listed kind of like real estate sales, but just rented or just or for rent in a neighborhood. What else you have them do?
1: Okay, so before I say the next one, I, I, I've just thought of something that an office is doing. So you're not allowed to put anything in the letterbox, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it, you know, when you're in a hotel and you've got those signs on the doors that says "Do Not Disturb," are you allowed to walk up and put something on somebody's front door? No idea. Because um, the, I've got two offices in Australia. One, my old office that I train in our local area, plus one in South Australia where they're doing they're doing their branding on a doorknob. And they're actually putting it on the doorknob. So just to throw that out there, that could be something that um, might um, lead away. Looking to your legislation, that's my disclosure to find out yeah, if you're allowed to or not. I, I see it, there's a... Uh,
0: you know, there's an advantage of walking the neighborhood and, and putting those things and talking to people. You can't do that. Just, just mail the darn things. It's inexpensive and it's effective. In either case, mm-hmm. check yeah, check your laws because we got we got restricted with this thing here. But so, what's the next task? Let's let's okay. jump. I, I'm, task, I'm very impatient. I'd love to hear. Like, what is what else can they be doing? What
1: else? You could have me on here for hours talking. Sorry, again, but yeah, but I um, will. The, the next <laughs> task, it's actually one that everyone always forgets about. it. It's the, the current managements that you've got. The current managements uh-huh. that you actually already got in the door, the ones that you're managing. There's brothers, there's sisters, they've got multiple um, properties themselves, but have you actually asked them? Have you actually sent them a letter? Have you actually picked up the phone and said have you got any other properties that we can assist you with? Do you know anyone else that would like to um, have the same experience that you've got. So, I'll explain one of the systems that um, I've put in place, Alex, and I used to do this personally. So, when I was listing a lot of the management or getting a lot of the doors in, the girls used to say, oh, the owners saying, Dennis, you promised them this and Dennis, you said this. So, I said, okay, how about I start calling these owners two weeks after we secure a tenant and I'll put myself on the line and I'll say, okay, Alex. Dennis here from Integrity, I came to your house a few weeks ago, I told you um, how wonderful we were. Now I'm laying myself on the line, Alex, how did we go in securing a tenant, marketing your property, and um, were you happy with the processes? Hopefully you would say it's wonderful, right? Right. Uh, And if you didn't, I would say thank you for the feedback, I'll get off the phone and we'll put something in place and we'll fix that. But if you did say, Dennis, wonderful, thank you, you guys are great, Alex really appreciate that you've had a, an amazing experience with our office. Do you know anyone else that would like to receive the same experience as yourself? At the moment, we've got a special where I can offer you. And you, it might be a promotion where you might give them one or two or three months free management for every referral that you successfully list. So it's, you've got to give them an incentive. You see, so you can offer incentives and referral systems to all of these business people around you, mm. but what about the people you've already got? Because they've got friends, and over in Australia, we like to think that investors are like fish in the sea—they stick together. They all know somebody else that's got an investment property. That's very so, true. Yeah, so we've got to we've got to remember our current our current office, our current numbers that we've got. And um, another little trick: whenever a new staff member came into the office, guess who was the person um, asking if they know anyone? Whether Mm. it was a new girl at the front desk, I'd be saying, hey, my name's Dennis. My job's to grow the company. Your parents own any investment properties or you know anyone that's got an investment property? I was continually asking. By the way, you get. So we had a referral system within our office. If they referred business, they got paid a bonus. So I was the one that would remind them that they'll get a bonus. So office staff plus the current management offering them a referral system. But the best way to do it is picking up the phone and, and speaking to them, Alex. So, uh,
0: great. All right. Another another rent from me. I apologize. But he <laughs> here's here's what we got. Uh, people, I think the first and I say, you know, uh, talk to my my buddy Mike. He's a property management company, B- big one too. And I was like, well, you know, have you hired a business development? He's been, we've been talking about this for months now, In six months he hasn't hired one. I'm like, why not? Well. This and that, and I, what well, you know, I don't have that many leads. I mean, we only get I don't know ten leads a month, or something like that. <laughs> you
1: hire a BDM to create leads. But. We, we, yeah.
0: See, <laughs> we just talked, and Dennis just gave us, yeah, you know, Dennis bdmcoach.com dot forward slash au or au or some au. But go get him. I mean, he just gave us four ways to have your business development. Person busy and creating leads, not just answering the phone. We haven't even gotten to answering the phone yet. Man, we spent thirty minutes, four ways, solid, solid ways. They're not easy, but they're very doable. Done before, you know. It's 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 you know. We just build a system out of it. And we haven't gotten to phone calls yet. So sorry, uh, didn't mean to. I mean, I I am really excited about I just
1: this. Ask, is your friend coming to the uh, conference, the PM Grow Summit in January? And you make you need to make sure you introduce me to him so I can. Um help you educate him that he needs to hire a VDM.
0: Oh, I'll have him call you, uh, <laughs> e- email you sooner than that, I think. Um, yeah, I- so
1: that one year one year I listed 237 managements, okay, that was my second year. Do you know how many, our office only grew 108 doors. Now if we didn't have a BDM, if I wasn't there listing and listing and generating leads and listing all the properties. Our office would have went backwards 129 doors, we would have went backwards, okay? But because I was proactive in finding the doors and generating the leads and listing the properties, we actually did increase. So uh, a BDM, you know, there's so many offices, Alex, that, you know, for example, your friend is getting 10 leads a month. Mm -hmm. How many are they converting? Five, four a month? Yeah, about three,
0: three to six, right? Depending on. Yep.
1: So how many are they losing a month to sales or owners moving back in?
0: And one of the conversations we always have is like, hey, we're, we're staying even, but I'm happy we're staying even. So they're basically, they're basically, they're, they're plugging the leak just, right? They're just plugging the leak. But if the leak increases, all of a sudden, they're now behind. This is absolutely yes. true. It's, well, it's a nature of, you know, recurrent service, but people, yeah, you know, people don't need their properties to sell, whatever it is, is always, uh they call it a leaky bucket, right? It's... You know, it's just just the nature of the business. You got to understand it. You're not you're not growing. You, you're dying. Just...
1: Yeah, and I, I dare say there's more than ten leads coming in. They just haven't identified them. So my job as a as a BDM coach is, you know, to come into an office and identify the the blockage that's stopping the leads and that's stopping the the why aren't they converting? If they're only converting five out of the ten leads, they've got a they've got a, a problem with what they're saying on the phone. Ah, tell me more workforce? about that
0: what are some of the common blockages like, well, we're getting into gold nuggets here just Let's leave yeah. a lot of these a lot of these real gold nuggets like the platinum nuggets for the PM Growth summit Because I really want people who attend get the best of you Dennis, but give us a little bit of a, a teaser here what, what are some of the blockages?
1: So one of the one of the biggest blockages is actually not identifying the the leads that are coming in so at whatever point so a lot of the times if somebody says they're thinking about selling or renting, it only goes to one department. It goes to the sales department because property management, they're thrown down the back of the room. They're not right. they're not thought about. You know, so a, a perfect example to overcome that is whomever answers the phone needs to send the email to both departments at the same time. Okay. The old system is it always goes to sales. If they don't convert it to a, a house to sell then they'll throw it over to the property manager department. So the lead's been beaten up on the office already, you know, and it's it's quite unfortunate that all of a sudden the property manager or the BDM, oh no, we really are a nice office. I'm sorry they were cranky, you didn't listen to them, but you know, we will look after your property. So that, that's, that's one of the simplest um, lost leads that I've seen mm-hmm. in office. Um, and the second one is the property management department don't have a contact management system. They don't have one. They have a spreadsheet, or they have emails. They keep it in a folder. They don't go back to, and they don't. And the and the principal of the office doesn't know because they're not tracking these leads. You know, so tracking leads is one of the most vital things that you need to do in an office. Um, and for well, that? I'm dealing with an office that I've just um, started training in Brisbane, in Queensland, and um, they've been around for about fifteen years, and they've got a spreadsheet with about 400 names on it. And um, I'm like, you know, a new staff member comes, they just handed the spreadsheet, and it's like, it does my head in. At least they've got a, a lead collection there, you know? But there's no follow-up dates, there's no do they still own the house, it's, and that's what a good contact management system can do for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So those are two two interesting things. So, all right, I, I think we had a good, we had a good kind of first discussion. I'd like to have you I'd like to see what this, uh, what people comment and how much views we get on this show. I'm pretty sure this is going to be one of the most popular episodes. And I'd love to, for you to come back to the show after the PM Growth Summit, share some of the wisdom. Sure. I know you're working with a number of U.S. companies, U.S.-based companies, and you're taking these concepts here. And one of them is already wildly successful and, and a couple more you're just starting with. So I want to see how you progress with those and you gain more U.S. clients. We can kind of... Talk a little bit more about how you adapt some of the strategies.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, for example, you, you mentioned Stephen Rosenberg earlier, and um, I've been working with them for about 12 months now, which has been fantastic. So um, that particular office, um, you know, they've, they've employed their own lead generating system. So I just work on um, training the BDMs on converting more business. Mm-hmm. So um, we've had some strategies in place where, uh, for example, I'm, I'm one that's always asking for the business when you're in the door. Don't just go to the house, give them your opinion, walk away, and hope they ring up. It's ask for the business while you're there. And um, her conversions, um, Kelly, she's a phenomenal BDM. Um, she's Her conversions are through the roof. Um, you know, she's now averaging over 40 doors a month. Whoa. Well,
0: also, let's not forget these guys, they do investor workshops. They do radio shows. They do podcasts. These guys are working their asses off and they, they have been, are. they're
1: doing everything we've already spoken about.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. And and these guys are like are, are blowing up in terms of growth. But so if you're an audience and if you have a property management company and you haven't seen the effects of this phenomenal explosive growth, um you know, consider hiring BDM. And before you do that, maybe talk to uh, Dennis with bdmcoach.com.au, is that right? Is that how you – people get That's to right.
1: I'm happy to share some um, KPI the key performance indicators of certain tasks that I expect people to do. Uh, I can even pass them on to you and you know you can spread them out for the lot. Hey that sounds like a
0: really good uh, uh, proposal. I appreciate Dennis it's always a pleasure speaking with you. This is you know this is not the first time we speak but this is more in depth on conversation. I enjoyed it tremendously and I look forward to seeing you at PM Growth Summit. And yeah, thank you, I thank you for look sharing.
1: forward to um, sharing there at the summit as well. Thanks for having me over, and thanks for having me on. Thanks, Dennis.